Oh, I, oh, I start. It's up to you. Do you want to start? I'll start. I'll start. Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast that examines and celebrates pop culture through an LGBTQ plus lens. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to my favorite episode of the season, The Movie Club. <laughs> yes. So exciting. Before we start, if, you're, uh, if you've been closely paying attention to this season of the podcast, you'll know that we've been advertising this episode as having a guest, and it no longer has a guest. And that's all we'll say about that. Yeah. And who honestly, this podcast started with us talking about movies. So what a better way to fill out the end of the season than us talking about movies. Exactly. So today we are going to be talking about they slash them on Peacock, except I don't have Peacock, but I watched it somehow. I think it might have been free. Oh, maybe. Great. So everyone go watch it. (laughs) and we are going to be talking about spoilers so please watch it before you listen to this yeah I guess that would be a fun thing to do I know this is not explicitly in the script but we have some time to fill (laughs) we are guestless (laughs) what would we tell people it's about who have not seen the movie yet oh that's a good idea it's about a group no it's about a conversion camp a gay slash trans conversion camp where murders begin occurring. Honestly, that's great. (laughs) Because I feel like it was marketed as like a slasher film and it's really not. There are definitely elements of it, but it's, I, yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, every Halloween we got to watch they slash like it's not. (laughs) Yeah. It almost feels like a summer movie, but I, I, anyway. Okay. Now I guess like, spoiler zone yeah from here until the end of the episode one thing that i want to point out before we get talking about it just in the movie in general before i started it i was like who did this like who made it and <laughs> whose fault was this <laughs> found out that it was written and directed by the same person a man and that their other movies are skyfall the 007 movie the sweeney todd movie with johnny depp The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio, like these huge late 2010 movies. Wait, who is it? His name is John Logan. John Logan? Oh. Oh, oh. He did Red. Wait, Yeah, he's like a famous playwright. Did we just see something? I feel like we really did. We saw something and you were like, oh, they did Red. Yeah, we we definitely talked about him. He won the 2010 Tony Drama Desk Drama League and Outer Critics Circle Awards for his play Red, which premiered at Gilmore Warehouse in London and then at the Golden Theater on Broadway. Well, that's the guy that wrote it and directed it. <laughs> he also wrote and directed Rango. Oh, or he wrote, jo- sorry, he wrote Rango. Is that the like Johnny Depp Lizard movie? It is. Hmm, interesting. 
You know what? This makes a little more sense as to how he got Kevin Bacon, Anna Klumsky, and Carrie Preston to be in his movie. Oh my God, Um, Gladiator? Wow, this is crazy. Wild. Okay, I guess, okay, overall impressions. What did you think? That's what I thought. (laughs) I... I let I <laughs> I want to say something that I shouldn't say. Basically, I was enjoying it and then it turned into a horror movie and I was like, "Oh, I hate this." Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Like that, that like that later part of the movie when like everybody yeah. starts dying and stuff. Yeah. I agree. I think the first almost like half hour, I was like, "I think I'm into this." Yeah. And then it got, it got very like, it got less fun and I didn't need it to be like fun. I think it was around the time when they brought in like the electrocution stuff where I was like, oh, right. (laughs) Uh, But I, but I didn't, I don't think there was ever a point where I was like, I'm actively not enjoying this, except I would like to bring up a larger question that we can talk about later, but I found myself like repeatedly asking myself, repeatedly asking myself, like, who is this for? And we've talked about this a lot, so I won't like drone on it forever. And we'll get to elements of it later. But once you reach the end of the movie, I feel like it genuinely was made for like the people that the movie is representing. But then like the actual content I was like, this is maybe like too much. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, is there, has there ever been a movie about a conversion therapy that is like for the LGBT community? And the only one I could think of is, but I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. And so I found myself like going through that in my mind, but for what it was, I was like, huh? It could have been worse. It could have been so much better. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely agree with you that, like, I don't know who it was for. Because I guess, okay, so if you're still listening and you haven't seen the movie, we can give, like, a brief. If you're like, I want to listen, but I don't want to watch it. Perhaps it is triggering or something. Basically, like, the the big reveal is like the person doing the murders is Anna Klumsky, who is like the nurse at the the new nurse at the camp. And she is doing the murders because she was a camper there. And she was like negatively impacted by it as are most people who go there. And so she's like taking revenge and she only kills like the people who are bad. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, Okay, fine. <laughs> you know? I honestly didn't see it coming. When she took her mask off, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I had the same reaction. I was like, I wasn't so much like, oh. I was like, hmm. Now, I will say, and I, I've talked to you about this countless times in various scenarios, and I think it applies here. I don't like when movies or shows or plays or whatever when the revealing fact or the like when the curtain is pulled and you like see what's happening if that isn't able to be spelled out to you in the first like five to ten minutes 
I think it's bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when she was like, it's me, I was like, whoa, that's weird. And then when she was like, I killed the real Molly yeah. and I like her body's on in on like the side of the road. And I used to go here and like, she explained her whole backstory. I was like, that makes sense. That's interesting, whatever. But I never would have known that unless you gave me that information. And so then the whole movie of you being like, who could it be is like thrown away. And that bugs me so much. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if she had just like revealed that it was her, and been like, I killed the real Molly, I would not have connected that to the beginning. It was the fact that she said, like, her body's on the side of the road. I was like, oh, yeah, there was a murder at the beginning, but that was, like, an hour ago, and I've already forgotten about it. Oh, my God. I didn't even connect that killing until right now. Oh. That that's... Oh, interesting. Yeah, I see, like, it's not... (laughs) Yeah. Like, if they... even Honestly, even if they were, like showing news clippings or like clips from like the news networks being like, Oh, like these people are being killed all across the country at the at like conversion therapy camps. <laughs> like that's weird. I would have been like, Oh, something's going on a little more than just like, I don't know the whole movie. I thought it was Kevin Bacon and I was like ready to be mad about it and it being like so obvious. And then when it wasn't, I was like, who, what? <laughs> I don't know. It felt weird, but who better to be an ally to that level than Anna Klumsky? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we love her. Honestly, the only other choice would have been to cast like Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she would have been good. Love. We love her. We love Veep. We love my girl. We love, what was that play we saw her in? Oh my God. Um, was Renee was Fleming in play? it? I think so. We've seen her live. (laughs) Okay, this is going to bug me if I don't look it up. I want to say it was the one with like her, Renee Fleming, not Bryce Pinkham, somebody else. Okay, why is it not? Why is stage work not on her Wikipedia? She's married to a soldier. Oh, shout out Megan Burnett. Oh, she was in You Can't Take It With You? Oh. I didn't see that. And that's it. That's her only stage credit. What? I mean, her only stage credit since we moved to New York. Sure, sure, sure. I swear I've seen her in something else. Ah, Living on Love. Yes, yes. (laughs) Renee Fleming, Jerry O'Connell, and Douglas Sills. She is one of those actresses that I think, one of those child actresses that I think did it right in that every time I see her, it's exactly the same, but over time she has developed into a great actress and I'll watch anything she's in. Absolutely. I guess we should also talk about the core cast of like teens that are in the movie instead of just destroy people. (laughs) Yeah. They were great. They were. There were some of them where I was like, I feel like you think you're on a Ryan Murphy episode. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And this is just streaming on Peacock. (laughs) I feel like everyone involved thought they were in a Ryan Murphy show. I think John, whatever, thought he was writing for Ryan Murphy. (laughs) Absolutely. It's almost like the script was passed by Ryan Murphy and he was like, "Hmm, pass. (laughs) (laughs) Or he was like, so they were like, I guess he'll direct it himself. Honestly, is that what American Horror Story NYC is like? Maybe I haven't watched it. 
if you're listening to this and you've seen both, let us know because we haven't experienced yeah. that and probably won't. I loved the black trans girl who at the end when they were like, oh, like it's your job. Do you think, are you okay with like getting all the kids out of the, out of the oh, camp? Oh yeah. And she, and was, she like- was like, I'm a black trans woman. I can do it in heels. And then she goes over and she's like, come on kids. And she's like, follow me. Don't get too far behind. And I was like, I love you. Yeah. And she like leads a parade. Love. I loved Carrie Preston in the movie. Honestly, Hollywood used Carrie Preston more. Uh, I have a question about Carrie Preston. Yeah. What have I seen her in? Because I think the answer might be nothing. She's she's like Judy Greer, where she's been like the fourth tier character in a lot of things. I would say she's most famous for True Blood. And even in that, she's kind of like the third tier character. She usually has like cherry red hair. Um, Right. Oh, she was in that TV show about the nail salon. Claws. Yes. Okay, I'm looking at her Wikipedia. She's in the Stepford Wives. I don't remember that. She's just, she's like a um, a wife. She's in Doubt, probably as like a tiny character. Oh, well, here's something I've seen her in. Five Flights Up. Wow, yeah. I don't remember her from that, but we are the only people that saw that movie. Yeah, you know who else is in that? I mean, uh, who? <laughs> Miriam Shore. Oh. <laughs> Maybe, Always. I actually don't. Always a few degrees away. <laughs> yeah, she is. Miriam Shore is cool lady. Wow. That means that we are two degrees away from Kevin Bacon. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> That's the game. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> no, don't say that. Now I take it back. Game. I take it back. Okay. Um, when we play the game, we won't include that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's out of bounds. <laughs> I also really love Theo. Yes. Have you seen them in anything else? Nope. But I like them in this. I had only ever seen them in The Politician. And one other thing, but I don't. The OA. Yes. <laughs> and every time I see them, I get like more and more into them. In The Politician, they play this like, they play Ben Platt's like, I want to say like financial advisor. Like, like they're on Ben Platt's team of people that work in what would be his like political office, I guess. (laughs) Like he's on Ben Platt's team. And I think the character is sis. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. And it's like Ryan Murphy humor. And Thea was like really good at it. Uh, Yeah. I can imagine that. I feel like they would be. Yeah. The politician has that like glee, really like quick and biting dialogue and Theo's very good at it and I didn't know that they were in this movie and then it was like that first death happened and then it was like close up on Theo and I was like oh a friend (laughs) hello Theo welcome back I also uh, before I watched the movie I remember being like oh we can talk about like who we think our favorite final girl is or like who's the hottest final girl girl or whatever and I kind of loved that I I kind of loved that we can still ask it. Um, at the end of, of the movie, I loved that, like, they were all the final girl. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. I liked, I mean, I liked that no one good died. Mm-hmm. 
I did, I did think that was like, oh, that's kind of pleasant. But I, but at the same time, I also didn't like that. I, 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 sure. Okay, great. Moving on. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) I like agree. And I, I really, I don't know how I feel in my present day about that because on one hand, I'm not watching American Horror Story New York City because I don't want to watch gay people die for like a horror aspect if or like from a horror from a horror point of view and so in this I was like if if the good people quote unquote like do die I'll be upset and like that's not what I want from this but then at the same time they kept being put in danger and I was like well they're not they would have died like they they're they'll be fine (laughs) and it took that like level of suspense out of it so I don't know even Anna Klumski made it out yeah which I thought was surprising. I thought she was, I thought, okay, so we can talk about the ending, which is like, for those that haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen it, I'm surprised you're still listening, but it's like Anna Klumski gives Theo the gun to like kill Kevin Bacon. And she's like, do it for all of us. And Theo is like, I can't, I won't. And gives her the gun back and she kills Kevin. Mm -hmm. And that to me was like, that. I rolled my eyes so hard. I was like, we get it. Killing is wrong. And like, we shouldn't be mad about bad things that happened to us. And I was like, he should have died. Like, I'm glad he died. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I agree. And like Theo is breaking the cycle of abuse. But like, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever, you know, they they did a really good job of being like, this is not an isolated incident. This has been happening. Even going back to when, is it Theo's character? Or somebody finds like the, the photos yeah, from Theo. like years. And Anna Klumski is a full ass adult. So if she went there as a teenager and Kevin Bacon was also still the- Yeah, that was a little like, questionable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they did a really, they tried really hard to be like, this is- not a new thing this has been this specific camp and these things have been going on for a long time uh so it would have been fine (laughs) like I feel like it was I do not condone violence but I feel (laughs) like it would have been fine yeah everybody would have been like okay but I also understand them being like I guess there's like a safety in politics of being like well the killer still killed the bad guy it wasn't the non-binary character like taking out yeah like I I feel the safety in that but I didn't need it but at the same time Anna Klumski was gay wow just say that again for my ears Anna Klumski was gay I would really love that (laughs) I would too but she's married to a soldier as we just learned soldiers can be gay Jay (laughs) yeah but she's married to a male soldier I love that she probably read the script and was like, oh, this is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is my moment of allyship. She was like, this is my Courtney Cox in Scream. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about some of the other reveals in the movie as well, because I, while there were not a lot, I feel like there were some. Most notably, the person who was like working for the camp and like seduced yeah. the guy and they like 
had sex, but also maybe didn't, but I think they did. I think they did. And then like it got twisted around and then they also ended up dying, which like makes sense when you think about Anna Klumsky, but like I, that, that threw me. Yeah. I, I was very surprised when it was revealed that they were working for the camp. Like I, I was like, whoa, that's a crazy twist. And then it just turned into like, oh, they were bad. So they died. And I was like, okay, well, all right. Yeah. It, it's weird looking back on it, knowing what happens at the end of the movie, because when that's happening, you feel like it's involved in the larger horror plot. And then knowing that Anna Klumsky is the killer, it's like, no, that's just the camp. Like there's no horror, or when I say horror, I mean like the slasher murderer aspect of the movie. Right. Like that, that is a separate plot (laughs) from this person tricking this guy into like shock therapy, which was also a wild like thing to include in, in the movie as something that doesn't exist within the slasher plot. Yeah. Yeah. I guess- it was to be like Kevin Bacon is a bad guy. Like here is Kevin Bacon doing terrible things because at the beginning of the movie, I was like, damn for a conversion therapy camp. Like this seems pretty uh, chill. I did like how it kind of, it kind of sucked you in by being very, yeah, chill and like, oh, you know, we're not here to change you. We're here to like do whatever. And then it slowly got more and more intense and like scary but I feel like that that's a whole different movie than Anna Klumsky killing everyone because they're bad. Totally. I think it could be the same movie, but it didn't. Yeah, but it, yeah. it didn't align. But I will say like in that, just because we're kind of mentioning it now, when Theo's character, Jordan, maybe? I have no idea. Was like, oh, like you have a girl's cabin and a boy's cabin, but I'm non-binary. And then they were like, oh, I guess we need like, another cabin like you can go ahead into the boys cabin and if you don't feel comfortable there like we can figure it out I was like oh like I'm not (laughs) I was like really taken back and then I was like I think I might like this movie because that just disarmed me a little bit as I assume it did to the character as well and then I quickly realized that everything was terrible and awful as usual in conversion therapy camps (laughs) yes exactly it almost felt like it wanted to be shorter yeah, I can see like a short film. <laughs> yeah, like if it was like, or like, or what am I trying to say? It felt like it either wanted to be like one episode in a larger anthology or it needed to be longer. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there were so many things going on, but it also could have been trimmed down to just the slasher plot. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying when I said like it was two different movies. Like, yeah, it needed more time with each plot to really do them correctly. Yes, yes. I'm sitting here. I'm. I love that all of our <laughs> commercials start with "Wow, just sitting here <laughs> doing nothing." <laughs> I guess I could be doing this thing. <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say was gonna say i'm sitting here <laughs> thinking about it is what i was gonna say are you good no um i'm just sitting here and i'm thinking about how much i love social media 
oh my gosh, me too. I have been posting clips, behind the scenes looks and teasers at episodes of this very podcast on our social media. Oh my God. And how can people find us? You can go to One More Thing on basically anything. Yeah, on anything. Just make sure that it's with an A because it's been five years and we still can't get the I. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and go do that on this very phone that you're listening to this episode two that you can now continue listening to because I'm done. What do you think people should watch instead of they slash them? Which honestly also is a great title. Yeah, it's really a clever title. What should people watch instead? Um, I honestly don't really know because I'm not really a horror person. Like, I feel like I wrote that question in the script kind of for our guest. But I, I guess like, but I'm a cheerleader, which is not horror, but it's a satiric look at a conversion camp, which I feel like this was trying to be and wasn't. Hmm. I would say watch Scream Queens. <gasps> <laughs> I'm sorry that I beat you to it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because I feel like while there are many queer deaths in Scream Queens, especially with the gay men, it's all done in good, silly, campy fun. Which again, this was trying to be and wasn't. Yeah. The meaningful conversations are always like silly and stupid. Yeah. And Emma Roberts is a lesbian, so. Uh, you heard it here first, I guess. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, she recently came out. <laughs> she, giving the performance of her, well, one of the performances of her career. And Kiki Palmer is on it. Kiki Palmer also giving one of the performances of her career. <laughs> yeah. Everyone on Scream Queens is giving, like, a capital P performance. Uh, you know what, though? I would say it's everybody's second best performance because we have La Michelle, who gave a career-defining performance in Funny Girl, which I would say right. is the only thing to bump Scream Queens because she really is fantastic. Yeah. Kiki Palmer, who I would say maybe like Cinderella or like the, the Proud Family. Like they're, I would I, say Akila and the Bee. I've never seen I know, I know, I know. Wow. I know. It's like one of those movies that's that's on my list, but I'm never in the mood. Abigail Breslin, who I mean, it's like Scream Queens. And right above that is everything else she's ever done. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly as a child. Uncle Jesse has Full House and then this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kirstie Alley has, you know, Toothless (laughs) and then (laughs) this. (laughs) And that's it. Jamie Lee Curtis has Halloween and then this. Or Freaky Friday and then this. Oh, that, yeah. Ariana Grande has Wicked and then this. Or like 13 and then this. Yeah. And then this. And Emma Roberts has Scream 4 and then this. Uh, Thank you for saying it. (laughs) You're welcome. That was just for you. I, you know what? There are no gay people in Scream, but. I would say go watch that if you haven't seen all five. There's a gay person in the new one. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Hayden Panettiere is supposed to be bisexual in four. She, like, isn't, but she's supposed to be. I want you to know that your mic, like, did something. And it sounded like this. She's supposed to be 
bisexual in <laughs> So I guess like there is a thirst and hunger for more queer horror. And there are more, like there's there's a movie that came out during 2020, I want to say, with, um, oh my God, uh, what's his name? He's he's from Unreal, and then he was a judge on Canada's Drag Race. He has three oh. names, Boyer Chapman. Jeffrey. Um, yeah. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is in a movie on, oh, that that horror movie streaming platform. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah where it's like only horror or whatever. He's in a movie called Spiral where it's him, or I think it's called Spiral. It's like him and he has a husband and an adopted daughter and they move into a scary neighborhood. And spoiler alert, the neighborhood is a cult and they just like actively look for progressive people to live in this one house and then they haunt them and kill them. Um, Oh, just like that episode of Will and Grace. It's on (laughs) Shudder. Shudder. Very gory, very bloody, very terrible. Like, don't watch it unless you're you want to be scared. But again, like that movie was like, oh, here's a gay movie on Shutter, kind of like how they do Hallmark movies on Christmas that are like, here's a gay Christmas movie. They were like, here's a gay Halloween movie. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, but it's gonna be about being gay and we're gonna kill everyone. <laughs> stupid Um, honestly stupid so like i and uh, i guess like the only other kind of queer horror that we have today because i'm sure we'll get thousands of dms about people being like well in the 1970s there was (laughs) johnny depp wore a crop top in it or whatever but i guess all all, the only other thing we have is ryan murphy yeah if you if you're listening to this and you love a queer horror film or TV show or something, let us know, tag us publicly Mm -hmm. so that people are like, hmm, interesting. You're tweeting about this movie and you've tagged this podcast. Let me listen to an episode (laughs) and then listen to every other episode and become a Patreon, a Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash one more thing. Humble plug. Yeah. (laughs) Cut to commercial about our Patreon. Have you ever heard a podcast that you loved? Hmm. Just like name one that you love. Oh, um, my dad wrote a porno. No, you're supposed to say us. Oh, <laughs> oh, the one that comes to mind would be One More Thing with Jay and Robert. It's so great, right? It's my fave. Yeah, me too. And I was wondering, hmm, thinking, how can I give them some money? And I looked it up. And the answer is that I can become a patron at patreon.com slash one more thing at the $1 level or the $5 level. And there are different perks for each level. And you'll just have to sign up to see what they are. And I can also PayPal them a one-time donation at number one more thing podcast at gmail.com on PayPal. Wow, I have to run and go do that. You know what? The phone that I'm listening to this podcast on, I'm just going to do all of those things. Perfect. In a row. Perfect. And then I'm going to keep listening to this brand new episode brought to you by One More Thing. (laughs) What would you say was your favorite part of the movie? And then what would you say was your least favorite part? My favorite part? Um... You go first. 
I would say my favorite part would be honestly maybe the reveal of Anna Klumsky only because I genuinely didn't see it coming and it was kind of the 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 gayest option they could have chosen (laughs) like if the killer had been Kevin Bacon or somebody I think I would have been bored but then when she took off the mask I was like oh (laughs) I think I would have felt the same way if Carrie Preston had been the the killer as well. Just, you know, love an angry ally. (laughs) I actually think the twist would have been way more interesting if Carrie Preston were the killer. Yeah, if it was like in the background the whole time was the, the killer watching everything happen. She, we love Carrie Preston. I think my least favorite part of the movie was probably either all of the like really deep conversations about like gender and like sexual expression etc or the part where they like show all the photos of just like kids being tortured over time only because I didn't like need it it made me sad (laughs) yeah it gave me that dose of like I forgot this is like a real thing yeah, also I'm I'm remembering right now those photos were like sepia mm-hmm. and like looked super old timey. And now I'm thinking like, how old was Kevin Bacon supposed to be? How old is Kevin Bacon? Probably in his 60s, right? Uh yes, he's 64. Yeah, so that still doesn't indicate that he would have been running this camp when photos were sepia. Oh, you know what? Anna Klumsky's only 41. So I guess like when she was a teen, Kevin Bacon would have been been 30. Yeah. Which like, I guess makes more sense than I thought it did. (laughs) Yeah. I thought she was in her thirties, but I guess she was in her thirties for Veep. I think I thought they were around the same age. Mm. Not in a sense of, oh my gosh, she's so old in a sense of, I don't think I realized that Kevin Bacon was as old as he is. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah, he looks just like he did in Footloose. <laughs> well, not quite. <laughs> Everybody cut Footloose. <laughs> All right. Honestly, it would have been camp if they were like, tell us about your experience growing up as a teen. And he was like, well, I lived in a town where there in was no dancing. In a town where you couldn't dance. That would have been really funny in the Footloose cinematic universe. We have a rewrite. <laughs> Dear John Logan, Paul um, Julianne Hough. What would you say yours were, your favorite and your least favorite? So I think my favorite was probably the scene where they, the musical number. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where they all sang Perfect by Pink. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, because I felt like that was one of the only times where I was like, oh, this is a queer movie. Mm -hmm. Especially like the way it was like, I can't, I can't remember exactly because I watched it like a month ago, but like one person started singing and then like another person joined in and then like slowly the rest of them joined in. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is a very sweet and nice and B also like very queer. We love Pitch Perfect. We do love Pitch Perfect. I also loved when they used it again at the end when it's like that classic end of a horror movie shot where it's like sun is like zooms out yeah and 
you the end of the movie happens and then you just hear pink go made a wrong to yeah <laughs> once or twice <laughs> it's like everybody's dead everybody's like going home also like can you imagine like the idea that these kids are going home from the conversion therapy camp and they're going to turn to their parents and be like somebody was like five people were murdered <laughs> their parents are going to be like well are you still gay and then they'll be like yeah and the and then hopefully the parents will be like now we understand that we shouldn't have sent you to conversion camp because people were murdered and now we accept you well i guess theo will definitely get like emancipated yeah that's true and i guess everybody else will be great and i did like them being like we're gonna live life to the fullest yeah and actually also thinking about it now, I like that there was not, um, there was no moment of like, oh, the parents come and the parents are like, thank God you're okay. Like now we accept you, even though I literally just said that. I like that that wasn't in the movie mm-hmm. because I, I like movies that acknowledge that like sometimes your biological family isn't the perfect thing and like everyone doesn't have to like love each other and stuff like that. We talked about that after the prom on Broadway. We did talk about that after the prom on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Because it's not done in in media a lot, unless that's like the focus. Yeah. It's never, it's like never a consideration with, with something like that. What would you say was your least favorite part? I'm not sure. I didn't like most of it. So, um, I think maybe my least favorite part was the scene where he got electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. I message out there to all horror movie makers. Electrocution is like more sad than scary. I agree. And I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a fan saying that even though Emma Roberts is killed by electrocution in Scream 4. Oh, she is? I forgot about that. Yeah, with the... um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you knew what that meant. <laughs> um, with the B-fib? I don't know. I don't know. I watch Grey's Anatomy. D-fib. I should know. D-fib. <laughs> Sydney Prescott is like, clear. <laughs> they do it her. That's the only time I've ever liked electrocution. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, actually, another part I really liked was when the straight couple, the young straight couple was like trying to have sex and they were both looking at pictures like he was looking at a picture of a man and she was looking at a picture of a woman while they had sex yes i liked that i thought that was clever i it it reminded me of those scenes in but i'm a cheerleader where like rupaul is out with the the boys playing football and and then the gardener comes over yeah and RuPaul's like, oh, mm, you're so hot. But also like, mm, I'm a successful yeah. out, out a product of this game. Um, I okay, so out of five thingies, how many thingies would you give this movie? Five being the best. Two. I agree. Perfect. Done. <laughs> I guess it's time, finally, for one more thing. 
Yes. So our game today, as briefly referenced earlier in the episode, we are playing Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which is how close were each of us to this movie using people. And we're not going to use that we've met Miriam Shore and she <laughs> is in Five Flights Up with Carrie Preston. Um. Okay. I have mine. Did you use the Five Degrees website for this? Oh, no. Is there a website? Yeah, there's a website where you can type in an actor's name and it'll tell you like how many degrees away from Kevin Bacon they are. I think I have a really good one. Oh, the oracleofbacon.org. Okay, I can get three degrees. I wonder if I can, I can get closer though. I'm, uh, yeah, I can get three. Okay, what's your three? And My then- f- we can see who can get to two. My three is that Theo Germain was on The Politician mm-hmm. with Ben Platt, mm-hmm. who was also on The Politician with my... <laughs> uh-huh. keep, no, yeah, keep going. <laughs> with my dear friend, Susanna Perkins. That is really good. That that is unexpected. I thought it might be. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so my three <laughs> is I'm gonna go backwards for the reveal. Kevin Bacon was in Frost Nixon with Martin Sheen. Okay. Martin Sheen was in Alice in Wonderland with Anne Hathaway. Oh my god. <laughs> who I know personally. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I, that's not a that's not a joke, but it's also not true. <laughs> I'm really trying. Like, how do I? How can I get to two? I think I can get to two, though. I'm like convinced. I'm convinced that if I needed to know Kevin Bacon, I could. I'm trying to think. Like, is there anything with Anna Klumsky? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> okay. Another three. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Bacon was in Leave the World Behind with Ethan Hawke, who was in- I, And I've met Ethan Hawke. <gasps> I hung out in his dressing room after True West. Fuck. There's I win. Two. Well, Ethan Hawke was in The Phenom with Maureen Ireland. Uh, that's how I met Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. You're too- Okay. Okay. Fuck. I'm literally like, do I know famous people? <laughs> How do I get to two? I mean, I saw Ethan Hawke in Macbeth, <laughs> but I don't know him. That doesn't count. I'm trying to think of like, oh, oh. Fuck, that's three. That's three as well. I don't know if I can get to two. Looks like once again, I win the game. Yeah, I I literally just typed in Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, <laughs> I'm really trying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, that's three. But that's a really good three. Kevin Bacon was in JFK with Michael Roker, who was in Suicide Squad with Margaret Robbie, who I met <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> Um, 
I wish you would give me a warning before you bring up the name Marco Robbie. Well, I typed in Marco Robbie and it told me, oh my gosh, who's Sarah Paulson dating? Holland Taylor. Holland it Taylor. gave me Holland Taylor. And then I went back to it and it was gone because apparently there are many connections between Margot Robbie and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> At work, someone brought up Margot Robbie in a meeting and I laid down the law and said, you can't say her name without warning me first. <laughs> and they were all like, okay. <laughs> I hope that now next time they do, they're like, wait, Jay, uh, I'm going to do it. And then they're like, Margot Robbie. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Jay is two degrees away from Kevin Bacon. That's close. That is close. If you're somebody who's one degree away, let us know. If you're Kevin Bacon, let us know. Yeah, let us know. (laughs) If you're Kevin Bacon, come on the podcast. (laughs) I I've got this is gonna bug me. I'm gonna text you in like three weeks and be like, I found how I can do two. (laughs) Well, we'll update on social media if Robert finds a two. I who is somebody that I would know? Uh oh, hold on. I think I have one. <gasps> oh, never mind. It's three. Who was it? Kevin Bacon was in Starting Over with Mary Kay Place, who was in My Father's Dragon with Alan Cumming. <gasps> oh, interesting. I. Oh. Oh. I was like, well, I did meet Jessica Chastain one time, but, but she's three away as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like I'm just forever three day, three degrees away from Kevin Bacon. One day we'll work with him. Kevin Bacon, come on. <laughs> He'd be a good guest. We could talk. He should have been our guest for the movie club. He wouldn't have. Never mind. Oh, it's so sunny today. Um, <laughs> I guess the the be all end all is the movie is fine. It exists. Go watch it if you want, but it's not a winner. Yeah, I would agree with that. And let us know how many degrees of Kevin Bacon you are. Go ahead and subscribe to us on Patreon. Follow us on all of our social media. And I guess we'll see you next week for the finale yeah of the season yeah wild really wild otherwise let us know what you're watching this halloween and we hope that everybody has a safe and happy halloween oh yeah happy halloween if you're listening to this on the day it comes out happy halloween let's see your costumes if you have good costumes send them to us we do love good costumes robert had a really good costume this year oh my gosh thank you I I think I got away with not having a wig. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. And uh, if you're a Patreon, we'll talk to you soon. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. One More Thing is produced by us, Jay and Robert, and also David Zimmerman. Thank you to Abby Davis for the artwork and Gotham Podcast Studios for housing our full season five. Yeah. Um, thank you, of course, of course, to our patrons over at patreon.com slash one more thing, where you can be a $1 patron or a $5 patron. $1 gets you a bonus episode every month. $5 gets you a bonus video every month. You can also PayPal us a one-time donation at number one more thing podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a little rate and review while you're at it. And... 
You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at one more thing with an A because I indeed was taken. That's it. Bye. Bye.